Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today I have Eric Aft, the CEO of Second Harvest Food Bank, and he's back for a second episode. It's been a while, but we're happy to have him. It's good to be here. Yeah. Thanks for coming on today. Of course. So I want to dive right in and talk about something that some people may not even be aware of, that you guys have moved. We have. We moved right near the Wake Forest football stadium and baseball stadium up on Shore Fair. So uh, into Whitaker Park, which is the old Reynolds complex. And we created a new facility that we desperately needed. Uh, we actually had four different buildings we're operating out of in South Winston. We've been able to consolidate into one, have additional square footage to be able to store fresh and frozen items as well as shelf-stable items. And it's just a great space in so many different ways. Gosh, so four buildings into one, that is like a game changer. It is. I mean, you can imagine how inefficient that would oh, be. Yeah. It's just moving food from one place to another and then getting it out. But also as a team, we were all separated. So getting our, you know, everyone together. We've also created additional community space so we can bring people into uh, the the, uh, the facility, not only to volunteer, which we'd love to see, but also for events and activities. And we've already launched into that. Yeah, I'm ready to come over for a tour. You need to do that. And yeah. we really encourage the community to to you know, get in contact with us, come visit, see what it's all about. So how long, I'm sure a long time, but how long was this in the works, this move in this new building? It's a great question. <laughs> Probably well over six years. Wow. Yeah. From kind of the discussion when I was coming on board, uh, both uh, my predecessor, the wonderful Clyde Fitzgerald, as well as the board of directors said, in the future, uh, in the short term, we will need a new facility. Um, and, you know, we really want you to take that on uh, as you come on board. And so they had that in mind. And you know, we broke ground in July of 2021. Okay. Uh, after a long search for uh, land and also starting our fundraising activities. And um, we have only officially moved in in mid uh, January. So it has only been wow. a very short time since we've been in the facility. Yeah. So what is the square footage of that building look like? Yeah, it's 140,000 square feet. What? Yes. Wow. Uh, 95 of it is warehouse, but it's also enables us to have higher racking, which seems really boring, but it's really important. No, I mean, us. if you can't go out, go up. That's exactly right. Yeah. And frankly, it's cheaper to go up than out. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons we did that is to make sure that we're maximizing the use of the funds that people entrust to us. And also we could figure out creative ways. Um, one of the highlights though, is among that 140,000 square feet is over 10,000 feet of square of uh, cold storage. So you think of kind of three really nice size houses, very big houses that uh, comprise cold storage, which is the, you know, fresh meat um, mm. and produce, what have you in our own homes, where do we keep the, the best stuff? In, in the fridge. In the fridge, in yep. the freezer. And yep. so we needed more space to provide more nutritious folks to our community members. That makes total sense. That's So I'm sure that's a huge jump in square footage of cold storage space from 
what you all had before. It, it over it doubles what we had before, wow. which is important. And the overall square footage for the building isn't radically different, except when you add in the height of the building. Again, that's the game yeah. changer that adds 40% more storage for us. Okay. So I want to back up. I know most people are probably very familiar with Second Harvest Food Bank, but just for people who may not be super familiar, just give us the 101. What do you guys do? Um, for our community. Sure. Well, Second Harvest Food Bank is the only food bank serving Northwest North Carolina. That's the 18 counties from Boone to Burlington down to Statesville to the Virginia line. And we support a network of over 500 food assistance programs, which are things like food pantries that everyone's familiar with, shelters, community meal sites, and what have you. Uh, we also do senior meals and meals for kids and after school programs. That's one half of our mission. Then the other, half is really to try to reduce the number of people who have to go visit one of those partner agency programs. We do that through our culinary training program and with this new facility with some supply chain management programs that we're going to be instituting with uh, in partnership with Foresight Tech. Oh, very cool. We're very excited about it. Again, anytime we can give people the tools to create, the, you know, achieve the goals that they've defined for themselves, that's incredible. Yeah. I love that you guys do both. It's, you know, the analogy of teaching somebody to fish versus just giving them fish. That's so. a, yeah, that's exactly right. We know that today kids and seniors and families need food and we, we need to respond to that immediate need. But, you know, we have to have the other side of that equation is helping them have the tools to be successful so sure. they don't need those services. Yeah, because that's obviously the end goal. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I do want to talk about some of the trends that you're seeing in the food assistance needs right now in our community. Yeah, it's a tough environment. When we look at the past, um, really, 2022, we saw increases in assistance that was needed for families and children every single month except for one last year. Mm. Um, and our height you know, was at the end of the year where we saw a tremendous need. Um, so it's a tough situation. And what is going to make it even more difficult is at the end of um, February, what we saw was the conclusion of the SNAP emergency allotment. So basically the pandemic benefit that a lot of lower resource families were receiving, that ended. And that means... This February? Exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and so what that means is for every participant, that's $84 they could have used to pay for groceries. And that's now gone. And yeah. so we saw this tremendous need throughout every month growing and growing and growing, probably because of inflation, still uncertainty in the economy. And now we layer on it this additional challenge that families face. So we know that we need to be ready and we are really looking for our community to continue to step up and help us out. So for people who are listening, how what is the best way or ways that we can help out Second Harvest Food Bank? Yeah, getting involved in the community anyway is, you know, I've, I, I love our community. They respond and, you know, go with where your passion is. And we hope that part of that passion is ensuring, you know, our kids and families have that foundation of good food. And so helping out by making food donations, financial donations, volunteering is always that folks can get involved. Visiting our website to learn how to do that is is really the, the easiest way. It's like at harvestnwnc.org. Okay. Find out all about it. 
And also, if you find yourself in need or know a family in, in need, there's a good way to locate the nearest pantry as well right on that website. Okay. And I think it's probably safe to say, of course, food donations are appreciated, but financial donations, you all can buy a lot more food than the average Joe could with that same amount of money. We do. We have some <laughs> unique ways that we can leverage people's donations. And really, we talk about being able to leverage a gift of $1 for every, that we can secure up to seven meals with that. Wow. And, That's and, impressive. Well, it's because of generosity of our grocery partners, you know, some federal programs and state support and other ways that we can then go find some great deals on healthier items like low sodium vegetables, fruit in their own juices, um, working with some meat producers to get chicken or other poultry items. We're pretty creative in trying to locate food. And again, by having those funds, then we can target what is needed most and what families really look for to put on their table. Yeah. So that leads me into my next question of what, if you do want to specifically donate food, what are some of the better options that you guys are, are more so looking for? Yeah. The first thing I always say is think about what your family enjoys because, you know, we, we, you know, but also, um, you know, things that are easy to prepare. So, you know, peanut butter, pasta, tomato sauce, again, um, vegetables and things like that, that are, uh, again, things that people can open, heat up on a stove or in the microwave and get ready for their families. So many of the families that we serve, you know, we're seeing them working two or three part-time jobs to be able to, you know, make end meet, ends meet, whether it's, you know, paying for rent or utility bills. Um, and the fact that, you know, time is a big commodity as well. So helping people to you know, make it easy, but also provide healthy meals is really important. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure the healthy part of that is is crucial, too, because you don't want to be, um, if possible, providing junk food. You want the, the canned vegetables when possible, because I know fresh. How do you guys navigate the fresh produce world? Yeah, in a couple different ways. We're fortunate to work with North Carolina Department of Agriculture and the also the USDA to get federal commodities, and that a lot of times uh, are frozen meats as well as vegetables and and even and fruit and, and nuts and things like that. But we also work with area farmers. Uh, we have a really creative program called Farm Fresh Nourish, which will launch here in the next growing season. And this past year, we work with 29 farmers, um, mainly actually women-owned farms. And oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And then we're seeking to broaden that with other minority-owned farms to reinvest in our local growers um, and get the freshest items, North Carolina grown items to into the hands of those folks who need it. So doing that and then also leverage buying with some really great providers in the area who um, also give us some, some good deals on purchasing produce. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So I want to also dive into uh, the empty bowls event that is coming up in April. Well, you've been a big part of that. Yeah, I love that event. It's it, great. It is very cool. So we're going to do a drive-through again on April 26th. Okay. And um, this time, though, it's actually going to be at our facility. Oh, so, very so cool. Folks can drive through and um, you know see you know our new place and pick up wonderful soup provided by our incredible Providence. Uh, 
culinary team. Uh, I don't know the different soups that they're going to be offering this year. Oh, they'll um, be good. I can guarantee it. That's exactly Always right. good options. Yes. I love the the science you guys have behind the drive-thru. It is like a calculated process. It is so smooth. I was just amazed last time when I was I was there helping, but definitely just like in awe of how smooth everything went. It was great. We have some amazing team members who figure out logistics uh, well, so making sure it's smooth. Uh, and I know we've heard some folks who say, oh, are you going to be back in person with it? And um, we actually heard more folks who enjoyed the drive-through because more people could access it. Yeah. Um, and then they could have you know, dinner or lunch, whatever they chose, whenever they wanted to pick it up. And it, you know, it also, frankly, saves us costs for having to rent a large facility and those related costs that so it's really enabling us to put more funds back into our programming um, as part of this this big event that everybody loves. Yeah. Yeah. I know with the magazine, one of our events, we completely shifted how we did it because of COVID our tour day boutique. And we also have kept with the same format because it just works better. So I think that's one uh, silver lining we can look at from (laughs) the pandemic is that we did learn some more efficient ways to do, to run these events and do certain things in our businesses. Yeah. I mean, we've all had to be, be so creative Yeah, and you, you thought you would start doing some things that would last, frankly, a few months at that point. Um, and then, you know, throughout the pandemic, we had to continue to figure out things. And then you found out, oh, this works really well. We need to return to this piece pre-pandemic, but there's so much we've been able to learn and adapt to be more effective in in what we all do. Oh, yeah. So what year will this be for Empty Bowls? That's a great question (laughs) that I have no idea. It's Um, got... it's been a lot. It's is it like close to thirty years? It's it it's way up there. Yeah. Um. I I remember. You know. I've only been with the food bank for five years, but I remember, gosh, almost twenty years ago, going to the uh, fire station number one, um, for the event, and you know, going in. No and, way. I used to be at the fire station. It did. That's cool. And the the tables were so close together. You swore you were either going to knock people's food over or knock their awesome bowl that they just chose. Yeah. Um. On the floor and you know it was uh it was hectic it was crazy it was a lot of fun and um that's the only reason i think we we miss you know not being in person is because it is kind of a frenetic kind of crazy uh, uh environment but the fact is we can reach more people and have more people involved by yeah. through this uh drive through so for people who may not know who've been living under a rock and aren't familiar with empty bowls <laughs> i guess tell us um just how the process works with the drive-through version and, and how you get your bowl and how everything works. Sure. So what you'll do is sign up online to, you know, we we're, have the information out there now about, uh, you know, through our website or just a direct empty bowls, um, nc.org. I'm pretty sure that that's, I apologize. We'll put that in the show notes. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure I'm right there. <laughs> Um, and then you choose the soup that you want, the offerings that'll be there. And, and there's then, usually like three options. There usually is, yeah. you know, or it depends on what Chef Jeff and his team comes up with. And Jeff, he's the best. He he is incredibly <laughs> talented, um, uh, great entrepreneur, and you know they'll probably be the the very popular tomato basil. But um, I think last year there was a, a really. I think it was chicken corn chowder that was really good as well. Mm-hmm. So um, there'll be a lot of different options. We usually have a vegan or a veg- vegetarian option as well. 
and then there's some sides that go with it. Certainly a, a, when they're great cookies they make and some cornbread and things like that. Um, and then uh, folks will get a bowl that's either uh, hand-thrown or hand-painted, um, you know, created by some incredibly talented artists in our community, as well as generous folks who come out and help out with that. So, um, again, being a drive-through, it's a little different from you don't pick your bowl, but it's a great surprise. Yeah, I was um, going to say, it kind of is fun. Like, oh, what did I get this year? It is. And it's really, you know, some folks love the painted ones. Some folks love the hand-thrown um, hand ones. Um and, you know, if you have a family, chances are, you know, and you're getting two or three, you know, you're going to get a mix. Yeah. Um, my I, entire bowl uh, cabinet at my house, truly, I have a couple still that are just like normal from home goods or whatever. But like I'm trying to slowly just make that all my bowls or from empty bowls <laughs> over years past. And everybody's like, oh, where'd you get this? I'm like. Well, let me tell you, if you go to Empty Bowls, you get one of these awesome bowls every time. And for the listeners, it is emptybowlsnc.org. I'm proud of myself that I actually got that correct. <laughs> yes, go, Eric. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I, I'm the same way, Brooke. Is I've got you know my paper clips on my desk are held by an Empty Bowls bowl. I've got um, you know a number of them at home, and some are just decorative, and some yeah. are actually functional. So it, it is. It's just, uh, you know, it it's truly a community um, tradition and to kind of continue to adapt it and build it, you know, we'll have music as people come through and um, you know, folks from uh, different television stations involved. Mm -hmm. So you'll get to see some great uh, personalities who really love this community and maybe you'll be out there as well. To oh yeah. I wouldn't out. miss so it. <laughs> we'll make sure Tim gets out there too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the drive-thru really is fun. Like, if you really want to be around more people, just carpool. Yeah, there you <laughs> Have go. Have some people in your car. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun last year. I'm excited to be a part of it again this year for sure. That'll be great. And, yeah. you know, it's also, you know, come volunteer and help out with, with that or just another time where you can really get that in-depth look at what we're doing. Oh, yeah. So are there any other fundraising events that you guys have going on? Well, one of the ones uh, is the run on the runway that the Piedmont Triad International Airport does. And that's a really, if you're a runner or a walker, um, the fact that you're out on a runway yeah. um, is very cool. Um, and uh, if you're a runner, we, we actually have runners that use it to get try to get their best times because it's a purely flat surface, as you would imagine, because yeah. it is a runway. Which, yes. I love a flat surface. <laughs> the <laughs> hills are not for me. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, that's that's always a fun event uh, that we have coming up in March. And, you know, again, folks can just find that on our website or go to the PTI um, website and look for Run on the Runway. And okay. uh, that will raise um, well over $100,000. Wow. And, and a number of years ago, we made a decision to, to, to work with that group and split the funds between a couple of our other partners in High Point as well as Greensboro. Um, uh, so, but um, it's just another way to get out in the community again, spend a nice uh, afternoon or actually early morning, um, <laughs> you know, and then uh, head on home and with the rest of your day. Love it. So, the last thing I want to talk about is what are some different um, volunteer opportunities that that you guys offer at Second Harvest? Well, because of our new facility, we're we're coming up with new ones, but the um, also the ones that we've traditionally had are 
are vital. So sorting food to make mm-hmm. sure that the food that is donated to us is healthy and safe to go out to our community members. And that includes looking at things like packaged goods of, you know, cans and boxes, but also cold uh donations like meats and that type of thing. So, you know, make sure you have your gloves and, you know, maybe a jacket on and uh, be in one of our cold areas to help out along those lines. In addition, you know, we are have some folks who help with various administrative tasks from helping to answer the phones, um, get mailings out and that type of thing. Um, the other big one is our community meals work. Right now, we get about eleven to 12,000 meals out a week to wow. kids and seniors. And that will grow as we hit the summer and do more summer school, uh, summer programming. And getting those meals, you know, prepped, um, trade, covered, and ready to go out literally that day or over the next couple of days, that's a lot of fun. Um, soon we'll have our uh, Clyde Fitzgerald teaching garden uh, uh, up and running. Uh, probably by the end of March, maybe mid-April uh, is our hope. And that'll be an opportunity for people to get their hands dirty and help us. Um, it's it's really about production, but also about teaching people about our food systems better. And uh, it'll just be a great way to be out in the hopefully warm, nice spring air to, you know, again, create more food for our community, but also educate young people and all of us about where our food comes from. Yeah. So what are, if you are a parent and you want to potentially bring your, your child with you to volunteer, what's the, that age where they're allowed yeah. to start volunteering? Yeah, we have a minimum of 13 years old. Okay. And we ask if you're that age that you are with uh, a parent or a, an, another adult. Yeah. And then, but then as you hit a little bit older, around 16, you come out on your own. Okay. And we have a lot of school groups that come out. It's a great team building activity for companies, for faith or groups, uh, community groups to come out together to bond a little bit. Um, and, and I should say with our new space also, we have um, gathering space that people can, you know, um, utilize, you know, there's some um, guidelines that we can share with that for the community uh, who need meeting space. Cause that is at a premium here in Winston-Salem, especially That's if it truth. includes parking. Yeah. yeah. Well, good deal. Eric, it was so nice to talk with you. And I'm already excited for Empty Bowls, and I will be there to have a tour of the new building sometime soon. <laughs> We're going to hold you to that. Brooke, really appreciate it the time. It is fantastic. I, I Tim's already say. been. He beat me yes. to it. <laughs> I don't know if you had the full tour. We need to make sure you get yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will put the link where you can learn more about Second Harvest Food Bank. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags online at ForsythMags.com and on social media at Forsyth Mags. And that is a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.